WNBA Nation, how is it going? Kyle Haywood here, and I'm going to be flying solo today for a little bit of a mini episode with all of you. Uh, today, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about some of the best prospects currently um, in the NCAA women's game who potentially could see um, a really high draft pick come their way um, as the WNBA draft uh, comes around the corner here in just a few months. It actually is a, a little bit closer than than I realize here. So we've got the draft lottery coming up soon where these teams are going to be, de- you know, ha- where it's going to determine who's going to pick first, second, third, and, and so on. And because of that, <clears throat> that's really going to come down to, you know, each of those teams is going to have to look through a list of players and decide who they're going with. And I figured that, hey, Let's uh, let's have a little bit of a conversation. Um, you know, these are players that I've watched for several years and uh, wanted to hop on and, and kind of give you my take, at least, of where we are right now. This this list could easily change in the future. Before we hop into my current top five prospects in the NCAA game, I do want to give a quick shout out to a recent five star review that we received on the show. <laughs> This came about a week ago. This is from Alex MMG 11 titled first time listener. Uh, they say really glad to listen to a WNBA podcast. Please keep the episodes coming. I already catch up with the old ones. We appreciate that, Alex. Um, we will for sure keep these episodes rolling. Um, and, uh, make sure that you have plenty to listen to. Obviously, we'll be hitting some contact with, or content with the, um, WNBA lottery coming up. We'll have plenty of other, uh, episodes, off season moves, overseas updates. Obviously, we keep a, a good eye on the NCAA action as it rolls out this, um, this season. We are planning on being in Minneapolis with the final four. Um, coming up end of March, beginning of April. So if you're planning on being there, we're excited to see you then. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to, we'll have plenty of episodes, uh, coming out here. Uh, you know, we're, we're heading right into, uh, you know, some, some pretty heavy holiday season, but, uh, I want to make sure we got this episode out and give you something, something to think about for these teams as the WNBA draft lottery gets revealed. Um, and you know, if you've got a team, in that that's going to be picking there towards the top. Maybe these are some names that you as a fan want to start to familiarize yourself with because they may or may not be ending up on your team. So um, I just also want to give a quick shout out uh, to everyone who's following us on Twitch and who is a subscriber on Twitch as well. Um, we try to stream these episodes live. I'm not streaming this one live because I'm just hopping on making a quick recording mini episode um, but we do stream fairly frequently on Twitch and have a, a great Twitch community there. Um, you can check it out, twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. It's a great way to get in contact with us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's probably the best way to get in contact with us and to interact with us, and that is at WNBA Nation Pod. You can find us on Twitter there. Um, let's hop into this. Let's hop in and, and really break down 
where I see these first few picks going if I were to limit this strictly to NCAA players. Um, obviously, there's a lot of overseas influence that comes. Obviously, we saw uh, last season the second overall pick went to Awa Queer, who it, or went. Yeah, or Awa Queer was picked second overall overseas player, young overseas player. A lot of p- people were disappointed not to see more of her, but um, she's young. She's by far the youngest player in the WNBA and and is going to take a little while to kind of grow and develop. But um, uh, yeah, so obviously there's going to be some overseas players. I am strictly looking at this from an NCAA perspective. So only the best players currently in the college game. Um, that would be eligible for the WNBA draft. Um, currently, all of my top five are seniors because juniors um, technically can declare for the draft if they, you know, if they meet the specific requirements to to get in. But I'm not going to get into that currently. It's still a little bit early to kind of try to play around and figure out who uh, may be declaring early and whatnot. So I'm sticking with seniors. So let's start with what I think a lot of people assume is the obvious pick here. My number one on my list currently is Ryan Howard um, out of Kentucky. Um, but I will say this before I before I break down uh, Howard's game here, I will say the gap between Howard and the rest of the field, I feel, has closed. And I don't think that it's she is the overall consensus number one. Um and I think potentially we could see uh, at least one other player um, in that number one overall spot. That being said, I personally, right now, if I had the number one draft pick, I would take Ryan Howard out of Kentucky. She's a six foot two guard who has been um, absolutely lights out since she stepped onto the Kentucky basketball court. Um, when National Freshman of the Year unanimously. Um, uh, you know, several in the 2018, 2019 season, um, and has, has done a lot in her career at Kentucky. Um, a lot of, a lot of people will look at, Hey, her sophomore year, she averaged 23 points junior year. She dropped that down to 20 points. Um, and, and maybe look at it that way. I'll just say that I think overall, she's becoming a more well-rounded player. She's one of the more well-rounded players that we've seen come out of a draft. Um, you know, can do a lot on the court. She leads her team in points, rebounds, um, assists, and uh, she's right up there. I think she's second in steals last season on her team. So she's she does a fantastic job of of you know taking care of the ball on offense, scoring, plays great defense. Um, Ryan Howard really is she's she's the real deal. Um, I've got some notes here just based on film that I've watched on Ryan Howard. Um, here's, here's kind of what I think makes her a great, uh, potential number one overall draft pick. Um, her dribbling and shooting just looks so easy. She never looks like there is a ton of effort in the dribbling and shooting. Everything that she does, whether it's a a step back or a crossover, a jump shot, a drive to the hoop, a three pointer, everything she does is smooth and easy. It looks effortless for her. Um, and, uh, and I really, really like what I see from that. Um, she has fantastic size for a guard. She's listed at six foot two, um, and is able to, to really do a lot with that size. Um, her, her shot is absolutely just 
insanely quick. She has a very, very quick release. Um, her step back, uh, her step back into a jumper is, is absolutely lethal. Um, she, she makes great work of that. Um, she also has fantastic floor vision. A lot of times when you have a, a high scoring guard, they tend to look to score first where Howard actually has fantastic floor vision. If she, um, has an open teammate as she's making a move for a shot and the teammate comes open because a double team, you know, is, is headed her way. She can easily dump a pass off to a teammate. Her floor vision is, is really, really solid. If I would call out any weakness that I think Howard has, um, I think her overall footwork, like her quickness and speed isn't quite there. She, um, she kind of makes up for it with her size and just the ball control that she has with dribbling. But I think that if she can, uh, get into a program that is going to help her increase that footwork, uh, and, and that, that overall speed, I think that that's, that's where we could see, uh, some potential improvement there from Howard. Um, before we move away, let me read you her current stats. Uh, just so everybody knows, this is midday, December 15th. Uh, so obviously this is just the season up to this point. She's currently averaging 18.3 points per game, um, on 40, well, 46% shooting. Um, she's shooting 35% from the three point line and 75% from the free throw line. She's also averaging, uh, just shy of seven rebounds per game, um, and has a, uh, a two to, two to one assist to turnover ratio, which is, exactly what the the kind of stat that you want to see from someone who's going to be handling the ball um for your team. So, uh I I think overall she's a well-rounded player. Her scoring's gone down, but I think that's because she's been able to find herself being uh, more of a facilitator and well-rounded player rather than just a pure scorer. Currently, she is my number 1 overall pick. So, if your team snags that one number 1 or potentially that number 2, Ryan Howard is a name to remember and to pay attention to the rest of the way. All right, let's move on. I've got Nalissa Smith as my number two overall out of Baylor. She's a six foot four forward. And if there were a player I would pick to potentially surpass Ryan Howard as the number one overall, Nalissa is my pick there. Um, She's, in my opinion, the best rebounder in the, in this class, this, this draft class. And I don't think it's close. Um, she has an absolute knack for finding the ball, um, and getting their both defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds. Um, and that's a huge, huge part of, of the game. And especially in the WNBA, um, you know, players like Sylvia Fowles and Rebecca Brunson and, and others who have, have done just such a great job at rebounding and making that a, a hallmark of their career. I see a lot of similarities in the way that they have a, a sense of how the ball's going to bounce and their positioning. I see that in Alyssa and, uh, and I get, I get really excited to see that her offensive gameplay really does remind me of Asia Wilson. She, um, you know, except for she's right-handed. So, um, so, uh, she basically goes into space just effortlessly. She has a real sense for where space is on the court and just moves into that space effortlessly and, and finds, finds where she can be open to, to get up to receive the pass. 
Um, finding that open space, I think, is really what has helped her become more one of the most efficient scorers in the country. She shoots nearly 70% from the field during her junior year. So she's she's done a fantastic job there. Um, big-time player there in a big-time program in Baylor. Um, and I really do think that there's a, there's a lot to be said about Nalissa. I think that uh, her size and her ability to um, work the interior on both offense and defense is something that I think could really um, benefit several teams in the WNBA. Um, so again, I, I think that she's probably going to go one, two, or maybe three. Um, but I, I, I do think she's a top two draft pick currently. Uh, let me just read Jeff where she's at right now as far as her statistics um, for this current season. She's averaging 20.4 points per game and 13.2 rebounds. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, she got 11 blocks on the season. Um, and, uh, and where I, I really like, what I really like to see is that, uh, her, her percentage, uh, she shoot, she's shooting 57% from the field, slightly down from last year. Um, but look for that to average back up. Um, again, she shot nearly 70% from the field last year. So we know that's in there. She's a, she's very efficient. I think the reason why her, her percentage has gone down is teams are keying in on her. She's a absolute difference maker on both ends of the floor and, uh, and teams have to account for her there in Baylor. So that's my take on Alyssa Smith. Um, watch out for her coming into this season's WNBA draft. All right, number three, I really do think that Howard and Smith are, are kind of in their own tier up at the top. From here on, I really think that any of these players, this is where I think I'm going to see the most movement in perhaps my own personal rankings. And again, if you were to ask Steve or Logan or Jason to give you their personal rankings, it likely would look different from mine. Perhaps from this on time forward, I know that a lot of them are pretty high on Howard and Smith, but um, you know the rest of these, the rest of these, you really could could move around quite a bit. Um, the rest of my top ten, really here. Um, I've got Shakira Austin currently at my number three, six foot five center out of Old Miss. Shakira is is just phenomenal. I love watching how Shakira plays basketball. Um, she's a big that really knows how to draw a lot of fouls. However, um, you, which, which is big time, you know, if you can get the other team's bigs or, or, you know, if you can get the other team into foul trouble, that gives you so much of an advantage, uh, moving forward in, in any game. And she does a fantastic job of that. She gets to the line constantly. The one drawback to that is that she currently is only shooting 65% from the field this season. So, she really could step it up in that regard, uh, getting a little bit better from the line. If she can become a, a really, if she could become a 75 to 80% free throw shooter throughout the remainder of this season, watch out because I think that, uh, there's going to be some teams really clamoring to, to take a look at Shakira Austin. Um, so that's kind of where, uh, where she's at. She's also a rebounding machine. Um, she's averaging, uh, 9.1 rebounds currently. Uh, so not quite where, where Smith is, but, but does a, a great job there. Um, one knock that I've, I've heard on her is that she can be a little bit turnover prone. 
she, you know, she'll, she'll lose the ball potentially. However, she really makes up for it kind of on the other end of the court because the amount of blocks and steals that she gets is, is honestly like Sylvia Fowles esque. Like it's, it's incredible. Um, fantastic defensive presence on the court. Um, really needs to just kind of shore things up on her shot, on her scoring efficiency. And if she can do that, I think that she's going to carve out a nice place for herself uh, in the league. All right, moving on to my number four, Nas Hillman out of Michigan, a six foot two forward out of Michigan. Um, Nas has some of the best footwork I've seen in a big, uh, in a long time. She, she really, really likes to get to the hoop. She doesn't try to do much outside. Um, and, uh, anybody who's listening from Michigan or anybody who follows, you know, who's followed Hillman's career, you know, the, the lethal spin move that she has. It's an insanely strong spin move. Um, and she can go right or left with it. So you can't like, Oh, she always spins to the right and take that away f- from her because she basically can go either way and just leave you in the dust. So Hillman's got a, an absolutely solid spin move and it doesn't stop there. She's got other fantastic post moves. Um, the problem is she's got great post moves. She's only six foot two, however, and she's not much of an outside threat currently. So, that's that's where I hesitate to put her as high as I have her because I think that what she's got right now is doing really, really well in NCAA play. I don't know if that's going to translate to WNBA basketball um, because she's going to be outsized constantly by players like Brittany Griner, Sylvia Fowles, Liz Cambage, you know, like all of the all of the really big players. Um, so if she can if she can carve out a little bit more from the outside. She's really not a threat from outside 15 feet. Um, but we've seen players in the WNBA, in the NBA who aren't great outside scorers that still find a role in the league because they can get to the hoop. They can drive in and, um, and make things work. And what she may lack in size on the interior, she makes up for in her speed and her footwork and can get around perhaps a, a slower defender um, like you might see with a, a Cambage or a Griner or, or Fowles. So um, that's kind of where I see Nas. Um, I would love to, uh, I, I hope that she can be, can, can do, do that rather than what we've seen a little bit from Megan Gustafson, you know, where she was really dominant, but kind of just undersized and, and couldn't translate her game as well into the WNBA. Um, so that's kind of where I see Nas right now with some really strong potential, but a couple weaknesses that may cause some GMs in the WNBA to, to pause when looking at Nas, um, rounding out my top five. And this is where some of you, you know, a lot of you are waiting for your, your, the player that you've got in your mind, you know, that might be even up as high as like two on your list. You know, it, they might not be on my top five and, and that's okay. Cause this is a fluid list, but currently I love what I'm seeing from Ashley Jones, six foot one wing out of Iowa state. She's listed as a f- guard forward and she really is. She does kind of play that three spot. Um, however, as being listed as kind of that guard forward combo, she spends a little bit more time inside than you would see a player of that 
position in the WNBA. Um, she might be the best shooter of the five. She has, uh, she's got great shooting percentages. Um, and she takes care of the ball. She doesn't turn the ball over hardly ever and actually does a really strong job of rebounding. Um, more than you'd, more than most would realize. She's currently averaging on the season nine and a half boards per game her senior year. So, you know, that's even higher than like the, you know, Shakira Austin that I mentioned earlier was a great rebounder. So even though Ashley's kind of plays that wing, kind of that cutting slashing wing position, um, she, she actually still has a really good nose for the ball and gets to, to those rebounds. Um, several rebounds being, you know, offensive rebounds, uh, and even off her own shots, she reads her own shot really well and gets in and, and goes for those boards. Um, what the knock that I might have with Ashley Jones is she holds onto the ball a little bit too long. When the ball swings over to her, she holds it looking, okay, how am I going to score? How am I going to score? And then looks to her teammates secondarily. Um, she's kind of got a scorer's mentality and, uh, I think she just holds onto the ball a little, little bit longer than necessary. So you could look at that two ways. One, she doesn't turn it over because she's, she's really, you know, she doesn't move it too quickly without really thinking. She's very, um, methodical in the way that she approaches it. Um, but I think that, um, you know, I, I think that surrounding her with some more players in the WNBA might cause her to, uh, hopefully correct that element of her game. And, uh, so that's, that's the one thing as far as correction or, or weakness that I see with Ashley Jones. Um, you know, overall a pretty strong player, um, shoots really well, uh, from all across the court shoots, uh, you know, nearly, I think she was shooting nearly 40% from the, the three point, uh, the three point line. Well, this year she's down at 36% from the three point line. So nothing like nothing crazy, nothing fantastic, but, um, has had a, a pretty solid career overall. Um, I think she shoots just shy of 36% on her career. So, um, strong player there, Ashley Jones. Um, and I want to hear what y'all have to say. What, what do you think of my breakdown? Uh, especially you, you fans out of Kentucky, Baylor, Ole Miss, Michigan, Iowa State. I want to hear what you have to, what you thought about my, my breakdown as it relates to, uh, these five players. Um, couple other players that I think are really, really close to breaking into that top five. Um, Alyssa Kunane out of NC State. Uh, solid, solid player, six foot five. Um, Destiny Henderson out of South Carolina. Lexi Hole, uh, a really good sized guard out of Stanford. Um, there's some of these players that, you know, who knows by the end of the season might break their way into the top five, but as it sits right now, that's where I'm at. My opinion, Howard and Nilissa Smith are kind of that, I would say they're the one, a one B, uh, kind of a top tier. And it would really take uh, a significant amount to have another one of these players break into either my number one or number two spot. But don't be surprised if, uh, Maybe one of these times I switch Howard and Smith around. So anyway, I would love to hear from you. Uh, who do you think deserves to be in my top five that I missed? Um, and uh, yeah, come at me. Let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. I know um, that there's going to be fans from several uh, other teams 
uh, wanting to get at me. Um, that's where I sit right now. Uh, hit me up. Uh, you can hit our show up at WMB Nation Pod on Twitter, or you can find me at Haywood underscore Kyle. That's H-E-Y-W-O-O-D underscore Kyle at, on Twitter as well, and hit me up with your takes there. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. I understand that we're all going to see this differently, um, but... Uh, I hope that for those of you who don't have a solid grasp on maybe who some of the top players are coming out of this year's senior class, I hope this was somewhat informative for you. Um, and uh, hopefully this won't be the last uh, time that we do this. We'll obviously be doing a lot of draft preview as we approach the actual Domi NBA draft. But since the lottery is coming up, we wanted to get this content out and give you at least a couple names for you to keep your eye on during uh, the rest of the NCAA season. So uh, if you're a WNBA fan, you don't really follow the NCAA game, there you go. Um, if your team's in the lottery or you think that your team uh, might have a shot at maybe drafting or trading up for one of these players, um, take a look at them and, and maybe catch some highlights on YouTube, watch some game film, and anytime that uh, you we find a great NCAA game on TV, of course, watch that. And uh, yeah, love to hear from you. Uh, that's all I've got for you tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you enjoy. Uh, stay safe. Enjoy the holidays wherever you're at, uh, whatever holidays that you are uh, celebrating. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. For WMA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time. <laughs>